Hey there, travelers. It's your DM, Lucas, and I'm here with some exciting, exciting news that's going on with Ballad. First up, we got a sponsor. That's right. How rad is that? The sponsor that I want to talk to you about today is known as Crucible Magazine. Crucible Magazine is a monthly magazine for D&D 5th Edition. That's right, the game you all know and love. There's now a magazine that's back out for it. Back in the olden days of Dungeons and Dragons, when I was just a, a young, pimple-faced kid running off to the store to eat copious amounts of poutine and chips, there was two magazines that were in print, and they were in print for years before I even stumbled on D&D. But uh, they were the Dragon Magazines and the Dungeon Magazines. The Dragon were kind of like geared more towards like players, more like an all-rounder. Whereas the Dungeon Magazine was more for DMs. I love these magazines. I read them all the time. I would just pour over these things. They had great articles, adventures, all that kind of stuff. But eventually, went out of print. And I am so excited to see that Crucible Magazine is taking this idea and bringing it back to life. So Crucible Magazine, like I said, D&D Magazine, 5th edition, it's going to be available in print, digital PDF, and as a Foundry VTT module. So that means plug that baby in for some adventure good times. In this magazine, you got adventures, and these adventures are sweet. They got it all lined up for you. All you got to do is read it gather the players, which is always the hardest thing to get everyone to agree on a time, and then roll forward. That's right. So, you got some sweet art going on there for the adventures. You got maps, you got monster stat blocks, magic items, all sorts of cool things. They even got, like, comics going on, reader letters submitted, they have an interview with Luke Gygax right in their first one. That's pretty rad. I actually read the first one, they sent it my way, and it looks amazing. I highly recommend checking this out. You can set up a subscription, have these magazines coming your way, so you can have all sorts of new exciting adventures. Now you don't just have to scroll through DM drive through or come up with ideas on your own. You are literally being sent these adventures that you could just put on the fly, or hey, maybe you can convince one of those damn players of yours to take on the DM role so you can get some playing. So check out Crucible Magazine. Their Kickstarter is starting on February 15th, so go check it out, because you know I am. I'm not just saying this because I'm getting sponsored. I'm saying this because this is something that I really like. So, really stoked. And if you want to go ahead and use our affiliate code, which straight up helps us out. Uh, 10% of the money that we get for people going to the Kickstarter and joining uh, will come our way. That helps out about a lot. It helps us pay for uh, music, sound effects, art, all that kind of good stuff. It helps us pay for hosting, the website, all that stuff. So help us on out. Go check it out. It would mean the world. The code that was mentioned is cruciblemag.com slash ballad, the number seven, and then dice. It will be in the show notes. The other piece of big news I have before we dive into this brand new arc is we are bringing you another audio drama special. And I mean special. We are bringing in, I think we have 11 guests across the actual play community are coming in to do voice work for this 
very long episode. I think it's going to be at least an hour and five, hour and ten minutes. And it's really intense. It all takes place in Draxir's homeworld of Haymor, where this entire arc is going to be focusing on. So we are going to be learning more about Draxir's world, the, the rough and tumble world that is basically four warring nations. So get ready for that. Get pumped. It's going to be really good. I am aiming to have it to be the next episode coming out to give context as to what's happening. And I can even maybe explain a little bit more later. But for now, let's get you into this episode. I present to you A War-Stricken World, Part 1. Hey, I'm Bright, and I'm playing Kalsar, the Tiefling Paladin, and Chosen of Yetifa. Hi, uh, I'm Humberto, and I'm playing Bordon, Dwarven Cleric and Chosen of Time. I'm Evan, and I'm playing Ronnie, the Half-Elf Bard and Chosen of Chaos. Hey, I'm Robert, and I'm playing MZ, the Gith Yankee Ranger and Chosen of Hey, I'm Jason, and I'll be playing Drax here. The Dragonborn Artificer and Chosen of Machines. Previously on Battle of the Seven Dice, our heroes had fought tooth and nail to get out of Tulnaroth alive, even though some of them had already lost their own lives. After helping take down the Gith Yankee Queen and freeing the Gith Yankee people, hopefully, our heroes had managed to use the portal network that the Gith Yankee had already set up, traveling them all the way back to Sanctuary to find Borodon. As you step yeah, through this portal, portal thinking, thinking of, of the grand, grand city along the coast, you step through into the marketplace, a place that's normally quite busy and bustling with many different carts and stalls, but instead it is filled with red-robed individuals smiling and praising towards the eastern sky, which is a clear, stark white, almost as if it's like a white blank page. You see Bordon there, hair disheveled. He's got a little bit of dried blood on his mouth. As he's looking around wide-eyed, he quickly spins around and sees all of you. Bordon, you see MZ now has almost like this dark red carapace on him. Almost like it's like a little bit of like chitinous plates. You see Draxir is kind of like the first Thor costume from Avengers, where it has those lights on his chest. He has those going on. It looks like clearly there's something mechanical underneath his armor. You see Kelsar is like how you left him. He has this weird combination of Asmar and Tiefling build with these glowing red sigils and light blue, the horns, the tail. And you see Ronnie looking fairly okay in his, <laughs> his golden suit. And there are a lot of cultists behind Bordon. Bordon, you hear through the crowd, Bordon, 
Is that you? I I won't I won't answer that. I'll just <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'm literally the only dwarf with uh, golden arms in probably the whole <laughs> realm. So I'm not even going to to answer that. <laughs> You're too famous. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I cast I haven't time for your musings peasant. <laughs> I cast a mass cure wounds. I mean, people, like, they're all blooded up, right? They're all hurt. Yeah, they look like hell. So I heal everybody for 23. Sweet. This energy flows out from Bordon's golden hands as you feel some of your wounds begin to close, bruises fade, and out from this crowd of people chanting and cheering towards the sky steps a bernard busybody and uh, he has these red robes on that look like they're going awkwardly over his armor he has a bagel in one hand he is uh, holding on to his shining god amulet in the other it was so good to see all of you yeah bernard i thought you were cool <laughs> what do you mean i'm the coolest of them all yeah you still are <laughs> i'm just having a bagel and we're doing some Early morning communes. Wait, did you say bagel or bangle? Bagel. Oh man, what kind? Um, I don't know. I got it from a, a judge foundation. Do you want one? Oh, can I please? Yes, of course. He he uh, takes one out from his robes. It looks like it could be an everything bagel. You're not sure. Yeah, this has meth and uh, cocaine in it, so it does live up to its name. It's an everything bagel. Wow, this is intense. You're going to be high for days. <laughs> Somehow I know what meth and cocaine are. Well, you studied, of course. Well, yeah, yeah, no, I study all kinds of drugs, too, because, you know, it's good to know. So are all of you celebrating uh, the coming of the Shining God? It looks like our eastern horizon has already been blessed. Uh, guys, shouldn't we start, like, looking for the other artifact? Like, did you guys get the, um, the horn? I mean, I, I don't even know, like, if if there was a horn there, right? If there was an artifact. Uh... Yeah, he's got it. Yeah, I have the horn. The next part is uh, we have to look for the harp in Draxir's land. Okay, so what's the next step? We should take a couple days to prepare, and then I think we have to travel to my home world next. Okay. Sorry, just a quick tangent. Uh... Cultists! I guess. So, that's a thing. Uh, what are we gonna do about this? Just here for a prayer. Okay, cool. So, you guys aren't gonna try and kill us? Why would we do that? The Shining God's already here. Awesome. It's it's the, od- it's the other culty. <laughs> Not this one. Ah, <laughs> oh, okay. Alright. Not all cultists. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag. Uh, MZ, I don't think you saw it yet, but that sky is news to you. There was a blue sky over there when you left, and now it's completely white. It looks almost like there's like a, a solid line of like where it ends. Of the sky? Yeah, so like the eastern sky is just white, completely white. And then it like and then it just like goes back to being like a normal sky. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that before. Me neither. I don't know what that would mean or anything. It's definitely not good. We better hurry. Good luck. Thanks, Bernard. 
You're king, man. You're king. <laughs> so what would you guys like to do? It looks like these cultists aren't paying you much of any attention. They're all just praising at the sky and cheering and celebrating. It's almost like it's a festival for them. I can't speak for the rest of the party, but I think I kind of want to like go somewhere where we can lick our wounds and heal. <laughs> I feel like that should be priority. There is the headquarters here in Sanctuary. Yeah. Alright, so you all are going back to the headquarters then? Yeah. Oh, wait. Hey, uh, Louis, we leveled up last time, right? Yes. We're at level 10 now? Yes. It should be super strong. We're halfway there. You all start heading towards the headquarters in Sanctuary. You walk past numerous groups of cultists. You see there's a lot of cultists that are just talking to people and, like, handing out amulets, explaining how great it is that the Shining God has finally arrived in this world. You see there's a lot of guards, like, constantly running, like, back and forth, going to different areas. Most of the windows in this city are smashed. It seemed, uh... Draxir, Bordon, Ronnie, and Kalsar, you remember that there was a shockwave when those large tentacles made a light slammed into the ground. They had just, like, completely blown out all the windows, and there are people sweeping up, cleaning up debris. There's, like, some stands broken, some trees fell over. It just looks like this place got hit with just a natural disaster, and everyone's just picking up the pieces now. This is terrible. It only gets worse if we don't do anything. We can't waste any more time. You make it to the headquarters. You see that there are two of those luminous guards out there, and they are on high alert as they're looking around. They see the five of you all come up. They quickly wave you in. Quickly, get inside. Thanks. Entering into the headquarters, it is a mess. There are people running around like crazy. There are bookcases that are trying to be set back up. There are books everywhere, tables flipped, windows in here are shattered. People are just trying to quickly clean this place up. And it looks like absolute chaos here. Everyone make me perception checks as well. 17. Five. I got 20. 16. And Ronnie? I got a six. Everyone who got above a a 15 or higher, you see that actually a number of these people, it looks like a lot of people that you just kind of pass in the hall, you don't really know their names, who they are, but it looks like their symbols have grown up. It looks like a lot of people must have died recently. And everyone's just like quickly putting things together. You see there are tables that are smashed. It looks like they weren't smashed so much from like something falling over, something falling onto them, more like a creature smashed it. Or like you see claw marks in the stone, maybe like some acid uh, pocketed marks on the ground. You just see there are clearly signs of battle in here. What what the heck happened here? You see albedo sort of floats by. Ah, death shift. You're all okay. I thought as okay as we can be, but seems like you guys are in pretty bad shape as well. When the creature had arrived at the planet, it did quite a number a lot of the chosen here. A portion of them died, some of them became corrupted, and we had to fight within the headquarters walls. A lot of the chosen come here to the headquarters seeking refuge if they're on their last life. Said there's some kind of creature that arrived? Yeah, which creature? 
I believe it is the one from Astoria's visions. The being from space that would consume planets. If it is here, then our time is running thin. We really don't have much time to waste then. We have to find those last two items and fast. I mean, how long did you guys spend on MZ's dimension? When you came back, Bordon, you were back for maybe like three or four minutes before they all showed up again. Okay, so, I mean, I think I sort of know, right, that time moves slower in those other dimensions, right? The astral realm is strange because it gets kind of like waves that go through it. Like some waves that go through the astral realm are like times Mm -hmm. accelerated, some are slow. But it seems while they were there, time was accelerated in the astral realm. So they were all there for like Mm -hmm. half a day, maybe more. Mm -hmm. But for you, it was like four minutes. Okay. Like, should we rest on Draxir's dimension? I mean, because we probably can spend more time there than we could spend it here, if that makes sense. Might be a better use of our time. I don't know if there's any special properties about my world in terms of how time passes, at least compared to here, but we could travel there anyways. How do we get there? Just because we can uh, we can take this decision lightly, just because it will be harder for us to recharge the... Um, racer. I think mine's already charged though. But I mean like if we go to uh, Draxir's realm then it would be we would use the charge right? Then yep. I'm just saying like uh, should we go there? I think we should but we have no choice. We have to go there to get but then we also have to consider the option of being met with opposition right as we get through the portal. We do have to be careful because as far as my kingdom is concerned, I've essentially been executed. So if they see me, there could be problems. How famous were you there? Like, how recognizable are you? I was your average inventor and soldier. Particularly famous, but there might be some people around that know me. So I think we, we maybe we should take this chance. It might be wise. We can rest at my home. You guys might have to sleep on the floor, but it's something at least. On the floor? There's nothing. Not a lot of space. (laughs) (laughs) I'll suck it up for it. I was like, we're staying here. I don't care about time. (laughs) Suck it up, Prince. I could try to spend a night here. I mean, it's sort of every minute that we spend here, it seems like it is just like approaching faster and faster so I mean we can stay but our time and our lives they are very limited right but I'm going to go with the group Death Shift we have been preparing gear for you and some of the other groups seeing as times are getting down to the wire we will outfit you in whatever it is you need any weapons, armor you require, and we have a few items that you can choose from. Ooh. In D&D terms, this means you can choose whatever armor you'd like, and it'll be a plus one. Ooh. <laughs> That's right, because I don't ever give you Nor money. Nor equipment. <laughs> so yeah. Nor anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, 
This also means you can choose any weapon you want, and it'll be a plus one. Well, I already have a plus one sword and a plus one shield, so... Yeah, technically I have a plus one armor, and my weapons are already plus one. Do you guys have ranged weapons, though? I know you both have swords. My swords are considered silver as well. I have my frost hammer that I used, like, maybe two times, and... It's 1d8 plus 1d6 plus 1. <laughs> it's sort of pretty good already. Hmm? That is a pretty good hammer. I'm gonna get a rapier. I would like a plus 1 plate armor. Definitely. They got it for you. Does, does that include magic stuff, or are you just talking about like the base stuff? Because like a lot of times with armor or shields, there's like plus 1, plus 2, sometimes plus 3 versions of them. Do you just mean like the base and then plus 1? Yeah, I can add an effect on each of your armor, actually. So choose the kind of armor and weapons you want and say what they are. I'll make note, and then I can add rando effects to them, and we'll see uh, how they turn out. I'm still waiting for my boots, Lucas. I know, you want them so bad. It's been, like, since the beginning of the campaign. You know what? I'll find you some, actually. Oh, no, it was another campaign. Oh, my God, two campaigns. Yeah. <laughs> so Ronnie, you want a rapier and do you want like armor? Uh yeah, sure. How about like a plus one cape? And like a plus one mask and like a plus one like kind of Spanish looking hat. <laughs> well I'll I'll find some items for you. Yeah, I'm just gonna be <laughs> Oh <Zora>. my god. <laughs> of course you are. In a golden suit. Of course you are. <laughs> I wouldn't expect anything less from Ronnie at this point. I'd be disappointed if anything. Exactly. Alright, Draxir, what was the items you wanted? I would like some half plate and a plus one shield. Okay. You got it. And then I guess I'll take a new trident and I'll forfeit my my good old returning weapon trident. Can you just add returning weapon on this? I could, yeah. Okay. Oh you know what? I don't even think I, I don't think Kalsar has a cape. A cloak? A cloak. I do have a craft to make for when we sleep. If someone needs a cloak, I can do that. So, Kelsar, you got plus one full plate? Plus one full plate, and I don't have a cape at all, so... And you want a cape? Or a cloak. Evan, I know Ronnie wears, like, what is it, like, studded leather? Yeah, I think it was studded leather. Leather, yeah. Do you want to give him any other kind of armor, aside from his, his cape? Yeah... Like, there's, like, a chain shirt that you could wear. Maybe I'll take that. Maybe I'll take a chain shirt, and, uh... It'll be a plus one chain shirt, so that'll give you 14 plus your dex modifier. I think I'll I'll get, like, a a half plate then. I mean, maybe I could have, like, a better, like, shield. And then I can just give this shield to someone. Okay, I'll I'll give you an effect on it, because you guys are getting, like... To the point where things are going to get really fucking dangerous. <laughs> oh, goody. Honestly, MZ's mom, that was a fight I didn't expect. At least not yet. She's really like, tough. I didn't expect you all to just, like, pile in on that. I just wanted to highlight one thing. I've been using my skill armor since day one. Yeah, Lucas. I mean, maybe you should shower us with some, you know, like, goodies. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> After two and a half years, Lucas. 
That's right. I, you had to make it this far to get it. Oh, I this see. This is Dragon Quest. You finally got all the gold from fighting the monsters. <laughs> you didn't need any of the other equipment. I want the Master Sword, please. Give me the Master Sword and the Hylian Shield, and I'll be good. MZ, was there anything you wanted? I actually don't think my swords are plus one. They're just considered silver. They are plus one. They are plus one? Okay. Yeah. I thought... I can give you just, like, two magic items if you're good for equipment, because I think your mother gave you plus one armor, right? Yeah, she did. Okay, I'll give you two magic Okay, items. maybe she wasn't a bitch after all. Well, I mean, she cared about him in her own weird, twisted, horrible way. She's like Bojack's mom, then? Or, like, Archer's mom? Yeah, m- I think more like that. If only we knew we could have we taken care of her if we just did some uh, surgery on MZ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, Ronnie, you have a plus one rapier. Uh-huh. We're going to say it's going to be plus one rapier of speed. Okay. So that will give you a bonus attack. It, like, it'll use your bonus action to do the additional attack. Sure. You have a cloak of protection. That'll give you a plus one to your AC while you're wearing this cloak. And then you have your plus one chain shirt as well. Draxir. Uh, so you have a trident trident of the sea trident of the waves what's a cool sound i guess trident of the sea the sea trident of the sea. trident of the sea man well, that's what it is we're in it what it allows you to do is <laughs> it can hold two charges and what you could either do with it is expend one charge to cast create water or expend uh, two charges to cast control water and it recharges the charges each morning and you have your your plus one half plate and plus one shield kelsar uh so you wanted a cloak and you wanted full plates well your ac is the bane of my existence damn right please please so let's not go there what okay so that's all i got man <laughs> without my ac i'm nothing start adding some resistance as well so Start like subtracting the damage. Yeah, I'll take some resistances <laughs> for uh, for maps for when we do maps in yeah. the post game. Everything just gets level draining. <laughs> Imagine if there was chaos resistance for Ronnie. <laughs> you have the cloak displacement. What you can do is with this cloak once per day, you can create an illusion of yourself. But once that illusion takes damage, it's it's gone. But it, it basically you can use it to. Uh, like an enemy will perceive it as actually you. So like that you can pretty much try to use it to like fool an enemy, make it look like Kelsar's running the other way, kind of thing. So once per day I can make a copy of myself and when it gets hit it dies. It can't do any damage, but it's like it's an illusion, right? And you have your your plus one full plate, which will kill me one day. Oh sweet, I do get one more AC. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, board on. I'll get a lollipop next. Yeah, you get a lollipop <laughs> holding. You could just keep putting more candy in it. <laughs> do, you, do you represent uh, the lollipop guild? Okay, Lucas, give me something good, alright? I, oh, I mean, seriously, seriously. You control time. I fu- yeah, every time I try to control time... Roll, roll better. Yeah, yeah. yeah every time sure. he does that, it almost kills us. 
Ordon, you get this Timex watch. Takes a lick and, and keeps on ticking. Can I have so like a watch with uh, like a calculator? You know, so I'll be like the reddest of all red people. T T I is going to come and take that. <laughs> uh, how about this? You have uh, a spell guard shield, so once per day, you can have advantage on a saving throw against a spell. Mm. So whereas everyone else has to roll normal, you get to roll twice. Okay. Or if it's an attack spell, you can make the enemy have disadvantage on you, trying to hit you. I like that. And you also have your plus one half plate, so your AZ is going to be stupid. It's stupid as in like 20, right? It's like three of you now that are 20 AC. Truth being told, I have absolutely no good equipment. I have like the only thing that like is keeping me alive is how I can mix and match my spells to to make something useful. Well, also you have four people that guard you pretty well. Oh, they do. Of course they do. <laughs> they take your hit. Yes, yes, they do. <laughs> it's not like I've been dodging basically every blow. <laughs> you dodged all those oblivion blows because MZ put a spell on That's you. That's true. That's very true. Thank you, MZ. So, how about you give me one ring? Huh? <laughs> Wink? Wink? I'm trying to find you boots. <laughs> so, and inside the boot, maybe there is a ring. You know, like Kinder Egg or something. The ring of uh, negative levels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's a perfect one to help your dwarven legs. I don't. You have boots of striding. Your speed now matches everyone else. That's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. In addition, you could also jump three times your normal distance. Okay. That'll be hilarious. No, he has fucking Air Jordans wow. now. Could you imagine Bored <laughs> on dunking from the free throw line? I can. Three points. Um, and so no ring? I accept any ring. No ring. You have a plain, a plain copper ring. No, you have your, you found your family ring. You're like, oh, it was in my pocket the whole time. I mean, I already have that. It's family signet ring, but it doesn't do anything. Yeah, it's, it looks good. MZ, you get uh, two items since you're already pretty good on equipment. You get a figurine of a silver raven. This raven, you can cast animal messenger on it at will and send it off to basically go deliver messages for you to people that you might not necessarily be able to communicate like when your party constantly splits up and you don't know <laughs> what each other's doing it could help okay that's cool i like that i'm looking at old 3.5 items 3.5 had the coolest items all you people have too much cool stuff already uh-uh i don't <laughs> Oh, as let's get out of here. You got Air Jordans, man. Do, do you want to trade for your uh, plate mail? <laughs> you can't wear it. I don't care. I just want to trade. <laughs> I just want <laughs> it. Yeah, give it to me. Mine. So Bordas just lugging this heavy ass <laughs> armor on his back, and I can sit on it. Push. Yeah, <laughs> this was worth it. You could just wear it as a turtle shell. Master Splinter. <laughs> Heroes in a half shell, Orbital. So you have the Ring of the Ram, 
That's right, MZ's got the ring. What this ring will let you do, two times per day, so this is as a bonus action, you can charge someone and ram into them. You'll be counted as a creature one size category higher, and you can try to like knock them over, hit them back, throw them off guard. So like a bull rush? Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. So to do this, you have to make a strength check, but because you're a character category size one higher because of the ring, it will give you a plus five. I don't really want a ring, so I just throw it in the river. No, give me! <laughs> <laughs> so as he's throwing... falls to the ground. No, no, fine. no. As he's, th- as he's throwing the ring... I got enough rings. <laughs> oh, you're Air Jordan. I used my boot of striding. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, I'm going to roll for that. No. <laughs> Your arm stretches across the line. Oh my court. god, it's Looney Tunes. <laughs> Space Jam, bitch. <laughs> you have three, three in athletics. All right? <laughs> so, MZ, you got a Silver Raven and a Ring of the Ram. Draxir, you got plus one half plate, a plus one shield, and a trident of Seaman. <laughs> you got <laughs> Kelsar, you got plus one full plate, <laughs> and you got a Cloak of Illusions. Mm-hmm. Bordon, you got plus one half plate, a shield of Spellguard, and you got your Air Jordans. And my ring. My plus one wisdom ring. No. I mean, I do deserve plus one. So now you're all you're all fitted out. All your guys' armor looks new, shiny. It's like a video game where like you're all like looking all over yourself. Like, whoa, check this out. This is crazy. You fit it all up. Ronnie, this chain shirt's actually pretty snug, so you can fit your suit over it no problem. They just give you a mask and the hat that you're looking for. You put it into your uh, disguise kit. I don't know. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to wear it. I'm just going to have it just in case I need it. Yeah. You have your fancy cape. Oh, yeah. I have one of those. Somewhere. And then, yeah, MZ, you have your two new items and the rest of you guys, like, you got this, like, decked out armor. And MZ's armor as well, I don't think we properly described it to everyone, but it's really, really nice. Like, amazing material. It has gemstones fitted all into it. You guys will stand out no matter where you go. And uh, you look over at Bordon's sneakers that he's wearing. It's got a little person shooting a ball. Uh, oh, and Bordon, mm. you can my ring. You can you can walk 0.5 times longer than others, and your feet are still comfortable and not sore. <laughs> <laughs> it's got great arch support. I actually have an item that Bordon can have, and I hand him a gold ring. Thank you. Oh. So I put on, uh, like, the ring, and what does it do? You lose two levels. Oh, damn it. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what does it do, Robert? Is it the feather fall? No, it's nothing. It's just a gold ring. Oh, come on! Give me the feather fall <laughs> one! I mean, I'll be jumping three times my, my normal. <laughs> and then you'll fall gently. Yeah, exactly. What can I, what can I do to this gold ring? I took I took it off a dead body somewhere. I can't remember who it was. I just know that's where I got it from. So Lucas, I guess identify on that ring. Either that or I stole it from that one house with the mind flare. Can't <laughs> fully remember. It's probably from there. It probably was meant to be something. Mm-hmm. So I guess identify on it, Lucas. Oh my god, you're the worst! I just closed all my windows. 
You want a ring so fucking bad. I mean, you can just say it's just a golden ring. Sorry, a gold ring. No, it's just... it's If it's magical, if it's magical, I don't give it to him. I keep it. I want it back. Uh-uh. Yeah. I use my ring of the ram on borrowed on. <laughs> it just goes flying, <laughs> but he lands perfectly because of his Air Jordans. Yeah. And I fall very slowly. Air Jordans always land on their feet. <laughs> That's right. It's a known fact in this world. I thought those were cats, but yeah, sure. Uh, here, Here's what this ring does. Mm. This is because I'm, I'm fairly certain you got this from the mansion. If not, there's probably going to be someone who's going to message me going, well, actually, it was uh, from chapter four, episode three. And then they're going to correct me on my own shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. he looted a dead villager. <laughs> yeah, if you remember back to the one arc with Tom. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Bordon, this is a ring of glamour, which basically means mm. you can look fancy and not look like you're wearing just like a shit ton of armor. Instead, it can look like a royal outfit if you want it to, or whatever kind of like fancy clothes you want it to look like. I very much like that. No way, give that back. Uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> uh-uh. Like MC cares about looking fancy. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. So the first thing that I do, I check Brony, so oh, him. I see how he's dressed, and then I just make it look make myself look even better. With uh <laughs> my ring of glamour. <laughs> so like yours actually says jealous on the back spell properly? Hmm. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, Lucas, want to make a pocket check? It's on his hand. (laughs) I got a plus ten. (laughs) Just shake his hand, slide it off. Yeah, Yeah. I got a fifty. I got twenty-two. I'm rolling a perception. (laughs) I. <laughs> this would be really hard to not notice because suddenly you go from wearing fancy clothes to you're just in armor. I got a 15. Uh, are you still going to try to go for it? Yeah, I think it'd just be funny. Okay, uh, Bordon, make me a perception with advantage. E- actually, everyone make me a perception with advantage. You're all standing there. You are really trying to steal my shit? I got a nat 20. Oh, man. I got six. With advantage, you got a six? Oh, sorry. No, I gotta roll again. Even lower. Oh, 18. So far, Drax here sees it. So I got 18 and um, and 24. You saw it. Like, you kind of, you stop him <laughs> midway of him trying to, he's like, he like has your hand really, it's like the gentlest touch you've ever felt. <laughs> and like, it's kind of disturbing because it's coming from Ronnie <laughs> and like his calloused hands. The problem is my hands are all clammy. <laughs> feel this clammy hand on me. <laughs> I slap him like really strong. Ow. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that again. I just want to touch it. <laughs> you and your raccoon hands do not touch it to my shit. Ronnie's little scrat hands. Oh, Lucas. Okay, can I have? And it's it's not going to be like anything. I just wanted to match my my stands, uh, you know, like the knuckles, you know, like the heel and the pain, mm-hmm. you know, and I have that. I thought it was hate and love. Well, it can be hate and love, heel and pain. <laughs> I mean, you know what? Yeah. It can be like LED, LED, you know, so mm-hmm. I can just change it. 
<laughs> the light of my life. So he has like a bunch of LED lights on him yeah. now, and he's just really bright. His final form. All I can picture is that one. Uh, what was that one little video of like this this lady? I think she's on an airplane or something, and the guy just like touches her hand, and she just like. You know what I'm talking about? No. No, because you cut off <laughs> right when you said, and then she, and then it was nothing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you can have it imprinted on, like, some gauntlets. It says, like... Do you wear gauntlets? Because I thought usually you like to show off your golden arms. I I usually don't need to wear those, like, gauntlets. Golden void. Yeah, don't wear gauntlets, because then I have to repaint your mini again. And, uh... It takes away from the aesthetic. Exactly. I like to stand out. You're the guy who shows up <laughs> with, like, <laughs> sleeveless uh, tuxes <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. You can have, like, knuckles that say that if you want, that you can put on during a fight. Like, it's just an item. Mm -hmm. I Okay, so I have it. All right, so now you guys are all decked out. You're standing there. The shopping spree is done. You know, they're playing that classic song where they would go in, try something on, go back in, keep doing that until someone nods. So now you guys are all fitted out. It only took us one hour. We had funny moments. I'm sure it'll be fine. So what would you guys like to do? You're now all decked out. Like, while you were here, people were cleaning up, moving around you while you were trying out things. <laughs> like, everyone's, like, licking their wounds and, like, dying. Or just like, ooh, this looks cute. Well, they, they have a lot of healers here and stuff. Oh, yeah. So, I guess we should decide if we're going to rest in Drexier's place or here. The choice is yours. I'm indifferent. I'll be in a comfy bed regardless. Yeah, it must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, how safe is your world? Well, it's constantly at war, but as long as you're in one of the kingdom citadels, it's pretty safe. Have you guys decided to try love and not war? Oh, trust me, I tried. That's why I was sentenced to death in the first place. Did you want to talk to anyone else while you were here? Or are you guys looking to go like straight to Haymore? What do you guys think? I think if we got any unfinished business, we should definitely take care of it now. I don't know, like, what do we need from this world? Do we need to... Like, maybe, maybe we should talk to someone, you know, just to check Drexia's world. I mean, maybe someone, like, can... I don't know if scry would be like the proper term for that. You know, ju just to to have uh, like a general idea if we're stepping into danger, you know, and if we are, like how prepared we should be. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. So like, Amor is kind of different. Like it's it's always at war, but it's kind of like a steady state. Like things don't really change. So it's like we can pop up in a citadel somewhere. It's like you're you're safe. There's not you're not gonna get killed. War never changes. If you all want to go, we could go right away. We might be better off sleeping here, but it's totally up to you all. I think uh, with the coordinates I sort of envisioned, I passed there. I will be able to get there no problem. MZ, what do you think? I think maybe we should stay here for the night and then leave uh, first thing in the morning. Like, how do we even get to where where you live anyways, Drax, here? Like, to be truthful, I know nothing about where you're from. Well, my homeworld is called Haymore, and there's four 
different uh, kingdoms that are named after the gods of war. Bane, Tempest, Ormontir. I'm from Tempest. Basically all of the kingdoms are always at war with each other. But there are some neutral areas, of course, on the continent. Have you ever seen this harp anywhere? Yeah, I think it may be in the palace of our of our king, King Leolin. He has a lot of, let's say, artistic pieces, and the harp looks like something that was in his little stash there in the castle. As crazy as this will sound, would we be able to teleport into that room? So it's a lot easier for us to get out, just get out instead of getting in and then getting out. Gordon, the wink. Story. We're trying to to save the world. So you know that when you used this bracer last time, you had the purple mage help you with pinpointing it. Mm-hmm. He never been to Tulnarath, that's why it was a bit of a shaky landing. Mm-hmm. Whereas Draxir is from Hamor. And as well as from the time that he saw Truth, Draxir can have a very easy time at least getting you to a citadel. If you want to try to really, really pinpoint it, like down to like a room, you will have to roll for it. And if you fail that roll pretty hard, it can get bad. But if you do really well, then you could be closer to your objective than you originally thought. You know what we do have... Uh, like in this group, we do have a bard. You know what this bard does? He adds inspiration to everybody. So he can just roll it twice. Yeah, but what if we roll shit twice? Do you... I don't think we should I don't think we should risk. What? Risk what? It's going to be a risk regardless, right? We would be just, you know, sort of skipping part of the risk. Or well, I'm still bleeding from other orifices here, so I'm just Yeah, but then that, that's another problem. <laughs> I can't really do much fighting. Well, if we're going to take a big risk, we should maybe rest here then. At least we have a fighting chance in the morning. After we're all raring to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do that then. So you all are pretty beaten and battered. I mean, even though Bordon's doing fairly well physically, you're still pretty drained. Like, you used a lot of spells. And you... You were doing quite a bit of running around, so all of you, it's very easy for you to sleep. Is there anything you'd like to do with the remaining bit of the day before you go to sleep, or are all of you just looking to crash? Hey, let's go to the Vulgar Unicorn, because that always goes well. No, I'm kidding. I have some nighttime maintenance tasks where I actually sleep. You finally rebuild Uhtred. I'm going to rebuild Uhtred. <laughs> and I'm also going to craft myself... One of those fancy cloaks of protection. Nice. That looks so good coming out of the armory there. I want one for myself. Solid move. Before I sleep, I'll cast Kameon. Dr. Gad? Gad. Yep. Okay, so I'm going to reach out to Dumathoin to see what problem... I mean, not that he will know, but I mean, maybe he'll be able just to talk to one of the other gods, you know. Roll me a caster check, Borodon. Okay. I got 19, which is a great... You reach out. And normally, 
there's think of it like when you reach out to the magic of the divine it's almost like there's a warm blanket around everything like everything makes sense and it's it's always been connected ever since you were a cleric in training divinity has always been this mixed ball even if like a god might die or a god is replaced it might cause like a bit of a turmoil but like it was always there when you reach out to the divine and you extend your senses trying to connect to this godly realm where the gods are holding back this wall it feels horrifying as you realize there is a chunk a chunk of this whole section of divinity gone and you're racing you're extending your senses you're feeling out you realize that what must have happened is that not just one or two gods died when those tentacles of light smashed into the ground scores of gods were slain you panic thinking that your god might have been in the mix you're reaching out again and again and again and finally much to your relief you form a connection that's very thin but it's there you can confirm that Dumathoin is still alive. And you it says you can ask three questions that are answered with a yes or a no. It'll always be a correct answer best to the god's abilities. Do you remember like the last time it wasn't necessarily like Dumathoin? It was like a, an avatar or like an angel. A proxy, a proxy yeah. yeah. So can I see Dumathoin? You can sense him. Oh, but not necessarily see him. No, you can definitely feel that you are connected to him right now, though. But it's very weak. Dumathoina. Like, I feel you very faint. Are you okay? No. Okay, so my my heart started to, uh, like, start racing. And I'm like, okay. Um, so is there something I can do? Yes. Ah. Uh, is the thing I can do to, like, is it just gathering the artifacts? The connection wavers for a moment. It comes through like it's almost like he's a little unclear, and then he, you hear him say, Yes. Mm -hmm. Just as you're feeling this wave begin to shake, and the connection closing, you hear, Beware the artifacts. They're all and then the connection closes. But with that rock, like the cell phone rock that we have, I, which I totally forgot. Communication sphere? So I just send a message to the entire group because that's the first time that we're going to sort of like spend... It will sound very awkward. But it's, we're going to spend the night uh, close to that artifact, right? So I just, I just tell like the group that the artifacts, they are alive. Um, Dumathoin just told me that. So, um, whoever has the artifact now, maybe we could ask someone to maybe guard, like, either, like, protect this artifact or just, like, you know, try to make a dome, like an anti-magic dome around it or something. Because if it is alive, and those artifacts are clearly powerful and usually alive and powerful usually means evil so maybe we shouldn't take our chances 
agree. I mean, one of those artifacts possessed me. Remember? I mean, I wasn't there. Yeah, but everyone else does. It, it, it took control of me. I had old Kalsar back. He was determined to get to that horn. So what should we do? I mean, I don't think we should just leave that. I mean, especially during our sleep, where we are very helpless. Are we going to take that, that big gamble in the morning? If so, we should sleep first in Sanctuary, probably. Oh, yeah, but I'm saying, like, maybe there is, like, a like a safe or or something like here like in the HQ that we could just put the like the art artifact in oh that's what I'm saying you know just maybe two oh the current one we have well if anyone knows what to do with it it's probably Astoria maybe we should do the I think we kind of owe Astoria a check in anyways too good point so as all of you meet up after your walkie-talkie combo, you're looking down at this horn that is partially wrapped up in a cloak, the runes glowing red upon it. You all ponder this as Bordon, you feel the divine connection continue to waver. Sorry there, travelers. I was in the washroom. Uh, I missed you in the very beginning, therefore I just had to quickly rush to stage and start telling the tale, but it looks like there was someone who was on stage before me and then they ran away somewhere. They left a little note here that says, Ahem. Dear Wingover, Be sure to check out BattleBards.com for our amazing sound effects and music. You obviously need them since you're having such a hard time in the washroom. Oh. Okay, very funny battle bards. Thank you. Can't even get to the washroom these days. Alright, travelers, I do hope you enjoyed today's tale. It was quite a, a bit different here. The, the, everyone's finally getting some gear. How long has it been since they got some brand new gear? It's been definitely a while since they got something cool. So I am happy that everyone's all decked out. They got fancy new things. Let's just hope that they remember, I don't know, three or four episodes down, that they actually have these things. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe they will. Probably won't. Well, that's the joys of magic items, travelers. Remember, if you want to support us, if you want to, to aid us in, to get the word of Battle of the Seven Dice out there to other people, then hop on over to the Atunes or the Podchaser and leave us a review. It helps uh, boost our visibility. Uh, it lets people see what's going on. There's so many things in these creepy tubes. And, you know, sometimes it just gets all washed away. It's like having 800 bards in a room and they're all trying to tell you how they're so talented. No, you don't want that. It's terrible. That was pretty much my entire school life. But, travelers, enough about my amazing life. Head on over to, to the Atunes or Podchaser, or if you want to go over to our Patreon. We have a lovely Patreon. It's set up for pay what you want, and we have hours upon hours of content there. One-shots, audio dramas, lore episodes. We have uh, 
custom-made rules for, for games. We have single-page TTRPGs. We got it all, baby. Head on over there. We also give monthly updates on what's going on behind the scene. Video updates. It's the, the future is now, people. All right, travelers. I am going to bend this note because I don't like anything written uh, with my name on it ever since the <laughs> very tricky incident uh, involving uh, vampires, demons, and strangely enough, the town guard. All right, travelers. Until next time, I bid you all adieu.